Hello Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host John Clore. You know, from my years with Auto Week Magazine, the Ford Special Vehicle Team, Ford Racing, and now Ford Performance, I've always known that everyone has a Mustang story. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to tell your story in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in the Mustang hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. You know, my co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry insider who is perhaps best known as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxum, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I can only be talking about my best buddy here, Mike Ray. Mike, tonight we got a guy who's a double attraction. He absolutely is, uh, for multiple reasons, and I can't wait to hear the story behind this. And I think the, the listeners are going to as well, and especially for you Fox Body fans, you're in for a treat tonight. Yeah, the, the double dipper here is he's both a big Fox Body guy and... Everyone in the hobby knows about how hot the third-gen Mustangs are these days. Uh, but plus, he's a budding YouTuber with his own show, Dad's Fox Body Garage. Let's welcome Richard Blomberg to the show. Richard, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you guys for having me. It's a real honor to be here tonight. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, Mike and I were thinking of getting into YouTube, but uh, then I looked in the mirror and I thought, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we both do. <laughs> so we might have to get some tips from you in the future here, uh, Rich. Yeah. Well, uh, I know I got uh, more miles in the rearview mirror than in the windshield, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> well, well, you know, uh, they say that the camera adds 10 pounds. So when I put the camera on me, I, I said, why do I have five cameras? I mean, it's just, <laughs> well, what happened there? Anyway, so, Rich, we, uh, we can't tell you how great it is to have you on our podcast because we love to tell stories about real hot topics and of course everyone knows the fox body is just on fire in the hobby these days plus the fact that we met you just recently at a moxham club meeting to come in and what a, what fun we had that night of course we have we're gonna have more fun and we can explain that later when the club uh starts off next year we got all kinds of great ideas and um and i can tell you richard that guess what mike and i i saw your one of your videos right after uh the mustang memory show at world headquarters when i caught you on youtube and uh, you did a walking tour of the grounds and oh, yeah. yeah and i and i said oh there's me oh there's sam oh there's uh lauren uh, halderman and there's you know i was looking for mike but you know he drives too fast on those golf carts <laughs> no that was a great show i really enjoyed it no mike did you see that one that was uh he had a great walking tour and you know what i i gotta give you credit rich the the most guys that are doing a Fox Body show would skip over every other Mustang, but you, like you, you, did you focus on the Fox Bodies? Yes, but you still gave some cars their credit due, and just you, you didn't blank out all the other stuff because Mustang Memories is about every Mustang. And Mike, you have to admit, with um, the big Motor City Fox Fest this year, and you know all the all the stuff that's going on with Fox Bodies, we had a good Fox Body turnout at Memories. Absolutely did. And um, 
And Rich, I don't know if you know, but we work very closely with uh, the Fox Fest team as well, helping them with uh, that event as well. No, I didn't know that. That was another great show. That was really like the the first time I had my YouTube channel like a, like a presence. You know, I was a sponsor at that show and uh, had a tent set up down towards, uh, I guess that would be the north end of the uh, Midway. And uh, that's kind of like where I'm like, okay, this is this is for real. This is this is what I really want to do. You know, not for a living, but you know, as a hobby. Well, that's what Mike and I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, uh, there must have been some tipping point in your life, Rich, where you said, you know, I'm into, I, I like these Mustangs, and man, I just, I just gravitate towards the Fox Body. What's your Mustang Fox Body story on that? Well, I bought my first Fox Body back in, uh, oh, I think it was uh, 88, and it was a 1979 pace car. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> It was it was a project when I bought it. It was a little vandalized, hmm. and uh, it was going to be a lot of work to put it back together. And uh, before I even got started, I stumbled across another '79 Fox body, but it was a Gia platform. Okay, it had a 2.8 in it, and uh, I'm like, well, it'll be a lot less work <laughs> on this one to do a motor swap than to fix up. I mean, they like somebody vandalized it with a crowbar, right? So like. The, the roof was dented the window pillars were crushed it was just it was going to be a lot of work gosh so you are, uh you are a mustang lover to take that baby under your wing yeah well i ended up letting that one go and concentrated on the gear and uh ended up putting a uh a supercharged very similar setup to what i have in my calypso right now right but it was a supercharged 289 hypo uh in that car and uh it was a lot of fun. So that's kind of where my love for the Fox body started. Cause, uh, you know, at that time, the Fox bodies, you know, I grew up in the seventies, like I was born in the seventies, grew up in the eighties. Right. So, um, Fox bodies were the hot ticket. You know, my first Mustang was actually a 70 fastback and, uh, it was, again, it was a project. So I was working on that one, but all my buddies were getting these Fox bodies. Right. And I'm like, man oh man it's like I'm, am i missing something <laughs> you know mustangs in my life and eight of them have been fox bodies oh so, wow uh, i didn't yeah. know you had that many yeah 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 and uh I, the only other one i have is that uh, my 2005 so i still currently have a 2005 mustang gt and then my fox body is on display at the halderman museum in tip city ohio um it's a 1993 uh one of four on the marty report Wow. Yeah, I did hear about that one. I do listen to your uh, podcast. I really enjoy it. And I heard that on there. Well, well thank you, because we can tell you we enjoy watching. Here's what I like, Rich. Let me just tell you, Mike and I, we're kind of picky and choosy on our YouTube stuff. There's so much content on YouTube and, and so much of it is not authentic. Um, a lot of the stuff, even even, you know, the, the great stuff that used to be on Velocity, guys like uh, the guy who did Graveyard Cars, and a lot of that stuff was so scripted. It gets so tiring. We run another real hobby, not a scripted hobby, not, you know, something created to make us watch. And the authentic shows really draw me in. I I, we, I think we talked to you, you know, I really liked uh, Derek Bieri and um, Vice Grip Garage. And now he's got 10 million copycats, you know. <laughs> but right. when I watched you, I felt like you called me up. I came over and you went out to your garage and you started telling me about, all the stuff you're doing to your car. It's like, 
it's the real hobby. And I don't know, when did you just get the urge to share that on YouTube? Uh, well, I I got back into Fox Bodies after many years. I, I, you know, I had wife and kids and life, you know, that that word gets in the way a little bit. So uh, <laughs> kind of got kind of got out of cars for a few years, but I got back into them maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I bought a 2010 uh, Mustang mm -hmm. and then I uh, actually got into Porsches uh, for a couple of years, uh, some salvage Porsches that I rebuilt. Mm -hmm. But I I ended up thinking like, you know what? I, I really miss having that Fox body, the sound it makes, you know, the whole, like when you get into a Fox body, at least for me, it's, it's not just like, getting into a shell it's 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 all your senses you know the sound the smell you know the plastics everything in them it, it takes you back to you know when you were a kid or at least for me mm -hmm. and uh so i sold my uh my porsche and bought this 89 uh the white one you see on the channel yeah. and uh just loved the car but the problem was everything works like <laughs> I, I didn't want to take it apart so uh, I'm like, I, I need a project. I can't just sit here and polish on this thing all the time. I'll go mad. So <laughs> so I ended up buying my uh, 93 Calypso convertible, and it was just a mess when I bought it. And I started thinking, I'm like, you know, it would be fun just to document this build. Okay. So I'm like, well, I'm going to start, you know, videoing this and, and see where it goes. And that's where it really kind of started from. Well, that's Mike. I don't know if you noticed, but um, the the part I I think Rich may have mentioned that you know you keep saying that you're not a mechanic, but you've taken on some big uh, work on these fox bodies. So what where where does this mechanical skill come into play on your YouTube channel? Well, uh, biggest influence in my life as far as mechanics go was was my dad uh unfortunately he passed this just a few months ago but uh i can remember going out in the garage with him from the time i could walk and uh, i was the gopher you know and he taught me all about you know what wrench to use where and how and uh he was a gearhead and all his buddies used to uh, come over to the house oh. and uh, he, he worked at ford and uh, so it was like one friend had an AC Cobra. Another guy had a Pantera. I mean, they were really, you know, cool cars. Yeah. And uh, I just started with him and uh, I got into motorcycles with him, you know, because I was I, I bought my first motorcycle myself because I started working. He said he told me you can't get a motorcycle till you can buy it yourself. So I started cutting grass when I was nine. I like that. And I and uh, bought my first. Uh, it was actually a street legal Enduro. So he had to put in his name when I was 10 years old. <laughs> I can relate to that story so much, Rich. Literally, my whole reason <laughs> doing any of this or ever got into cars was all my dad and the same thing in the garage, being the gopher, learning what the tools were, what they were used for, things like that. So I can relate a thousand percent. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, we, we worked on motorcycles until I was old enough to buy a car. And I bought my first car when I was 15. It was a 1980 Pinto. Yeah. And uh, had a 2.3. Oh, John, there you go. Speed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love Pinos. I Don't do, too. I've, I've, had, Pinos. I've probably had six of them. I, I've had three. And uh, the, the first one I had, we ended up doing a uh, turbo kit on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in the day, I used to beat 5.0s out on the street. 
Oh yeah. So, well, those cars, yeah. Rich, they weighed those cars weighed nothing, really. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, I, I have a long story on on Pino, which I'm sure many people on the podcast already know. But uh, on Woodward, they called me the poison apple. Um, I had I couldn't I couldn't get a 289, and it, it was too early in the. You know, it was a 71. This before all those swaps came popular. But I wound up meeting a Ford engineer that had a uh, 2000 cc formula race car motor, uh, 10,000 RPM camshaft, four side draft uh, Delordos. Uh, it, it was just a full race motor with 190 horsepower. And uh, so swapping that into a 71 Pinot Coupe um, just smoked every 13 inch tire for as long as it could go. And then Blew up so many transmissions. I finally had to go to the vehicle. <laughs> but there's there's some honesty with a, a simple, easy to drive, fun to drive car, which is, you know, which is what Pino was. And it really it, that's the kind of stuff that really people I think are attracted to Mustang for because at least you know from say the S197 back, they're they're simple machines. You, you can work on them. There you get parts on them. There and there, you're right. There's something about your senses when you drive your Mustang. And I used to say, you know, you should have most all of your senses working, except maybe taste, because if you're tasting your car, I, you got some other problems. <laughs> you got some issues we Mike and I can't solve. But but the rest of it, there's just something about that. And you know, I totally get it. You know, I was uh, when the Foxes were really hot. I was at Auto Week magazine. I drove every freaking one of them, including the Racecraft Celines and. And I got to uh, I got to uh, road test them, and uh, they were so easy to fall in love with. And and I, I get the passion for them now. But what I really like it's your your YouTube channel is just like here's a he's a real guy, he's a real car guy with real cars, and the real issues we all face, Rich, when we try to do something and it doesn't work out the way we plan. Yep, just had one of them last night. <laughs> what was it with a part? Yep, yep. I uh, went to put a new carburetor on uh, Calypso. I ordered up an ATM uh, carburetor. They custom made it for my application. And uh, I must have forgot to tell them that I had power brakes because it doesn't have a power brake port on the oh, base. No. No. So I'm going to run. Uh, I, I do have a, a capped off uh, port on my intake manifold. I'll be able to run off of that. But it was just one of those things, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to get this on tonight. So I started doing a video and like, whoop. That didn't go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and that's life with Mustang. But uh, that's what I think. In, at least in Mike's world, he really wants to talk to people about because you can uh, get into your garage, work on your car, and live a solitary lifestyle, and maybe go take it to a show or two. But I think having getting involved in a club and having other people that own Fox Bodies, and you can sit and talk with them. And I think I think you mentioned it on your uh, your channel, Rich, about they're just there's it's a better life. When you get involved with the club and seeing you at Moxham, we go, oh, wow, this is cool. And Mike, because that's it. I'm going to get this guy on our podcast. Yeah, it was just a great story to hear right away. And, um, you know, it's like you know, the first time we actually met in person. And, I mean, just the story he said was very intriguing and definitely to share with us, uh, with our listeners. Yeah, the pe the people make up, you know, so much of it, right? I mean, it's just the cars are just a talking point and something, you know, to to chat about, you know, and drool over and all that and, you know, get ideas for your own build. But, you know, I have like a, I call it an open door policy in my garage just for like my friends, you know, if the garage is open, you're, you're welcome to stop on in, you know, it's just the way it is, you know, I, 
I just enjoyed everything about it, the people, the cars. Well, to Mike's point, um, what are you looking for when you go? I mean, the club meetings, you meet, you do meet a lot of people. Maybe you hear stories with other Fox owners, but there's more than just that, Rich. And and I think Mike's trying to deliver that. Mike, you have kind of like a motto. It's like we're not just having a car club just to have a car club. A Mustang club should be more than that. And, Mike, you try to put um, – a value to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you're going to meet lifelong friends that share the same passion as you um, and then get to do regular things too. And it's not always just car things. Um, you guys might be good friends and start going to the movies or meeting up for dinner. There's so many of them within the club that have done that. And you're going to become lifelong friends. And a lot of the guys that we started with, uh, Rich, when I started back in 05 with the club, you know, they were huge Mustang people and none of them own Mustangs anymore, but we still talk to them all. They're still involved, and um, even though they don't even own a car anymore, uh, a Mustang anymore, I should say, but they're still involved with the club. They still help out, and I still talk to them on a regular basis, and I don't ever see that ending just from the friendships that you form from meeting and being around the same people with the same passion. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I have friends from, you know, high school auto shop that, you know, we're, we're still good friends, you know. because Me too. It, it just seems like it you have that, that bond, you know, or that same, I don't know, same mindset of things, but I don't know. It's just a connection you make with these people. I agree a thousand percent. Me too. I talked to almost everybody that was in my auto shop still. And, um, where, where did you go to high school at? I went to Stevenson, but I went to a career center across from uh, Churchill there. And that's where the auto shop was. Yep. 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 We actually were very fortunate to actually have a garage inside of our high school and my whole mornings as senior year were spent in the auto shop. Yeah. Well, I think that's a big thing, you guys. Um, right now, as our club, you look around, and I'm sure, Rich, you looked around our Moxa meeting. Uh, we're looking for those kids that are interested in the hobby because when you're starting out, you know, kind of by yourself, maybe, maybe you do have a dad or, a, in my case, my brother, uh, relative. Uh, my brother-in-law was also a, a car nut and maybe you have that but there, it takes more it takes a, a village and it takes all kinds of people to help you and to get ideas and to see things and i think the club life offers that and with you fox by the guys i'm telling you what this is the time to be involved so rich we wanted to ask you after you left our meeting what are you looking for in that kind of experience uh, is it if we get some uh, ford engineer or uh, some ford hero from the past mike you what do you, you call them um mustang heroes from Yep. 50, how many of those guys are in Moxon right now? We, we must have 20 or 30 retired uh, Ford superstars in the Mustang. That it, that's oh, a, there's more than that. It's probably double that, John. Oh. So is yeah, that we have 60 just from the 50th, remember? So, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of uh, – let's pick your brain because we love watching you're a real guy in a real garage with a real YouTube channel. Help us out and let us know what, what kind of things are you looking for when you join the club, is it is it the events? Is it the camaraderie? Are you looking for new things? Um, are you want to get tied to more industry guys? Because Mike and I are always trying to get um, the make the connection, just make things happen for members. I think I want to hear other people's stories. You know, I want to know how they got into this, and I'd like to see their projects, whether they're past or present, doesn't matter. You know, pictures or you know, real car. And and just like to hear what they had, what what is what have cars brought them? What has the hobby brought them? I mean, there's so many aspects to the hobby, right? 
It can be, I like to take pictures of cars. I like to read about them. I like to drive them, work on them. You know, there's so many different areas. I just like to hear the stories. And if I can help anyone along their way, you know, of course I, I would, I'd be thrilled to help them, you know, so. All right, Mike, that's it. That uh, We're going to have to sneak into the garage with Rich and say, <laughs> check out no, this. I love it. Yeah, because it, it's like we, like you said on your YouTube channel, Rich, it's just uh, the, the people make this all work. And when you hang out and you get involved, we'd love to have you involved because we like we we think if we can get more of the, you know, these these classes at the at the, the shop classes, a lot of the community colleges have uh, auto tech classes. They, and a lot of them, they're just doing this on their own. And I don't think a lot of them realize, Rich, unless they see you on YouTube or hear us on these podcasts how much this must how big this hobby is yeah I would, I would go along with that we lost a lot in our technical schools or areas of our schools you know shortly after like we graduated um, we used to have a machine shop and we did have a small auto shop at Stevenson but that all went away you know my my profession you know I'm a pattern pattern maker by trade right so like manufacturing machining um, it's not what I do now, but I've been on the executive board, like at Schoolcraft College, trying to, you know, encourage young kids to get into skilled trades. But we stopped teaching kids that. We stopped teaching kids about automotive. We start stopped teaching them about skilled trades. And it's a real shame because uh, those are like great careers for people. Yeah. And a lot of guys are collecting fox bodies out there. They tell me that the thing that they're most afraid of, they have the standard skills in restoring old Mustangs, but now a lot of the electronics, you know, a lot of the sensors, um, as you get into the later Foxes up into the, into the, into the, in the nineties, those parts aren't going to get made anymore or, or who's going to make them and who's going to figure out ways around them. You know, those are all issues. Can you imagine restoring an S650? Yeah, I, I really can't even imagine that, you know, trying to make Frankenstein, uh, clips on mustang i have it's been a, a real challenge trying to you know because that's a carbureted and a fuel injected body and trying to get the uh, instrument cluster to work and talk to everything nice i mean it's just that's been a chore but yeah something with electronics man i mean i don't know <laughs> well some guys like to fix their cars with tools and wrenches and other ones work on them with a laptop Right, right. Not you, Mike. I'm not. Nope. I'm not pointing that finger at you. You know, nope. and I think I think that's what makes the clubs great. The modern cars, you know, they they with the big tunes and the EcoBoosts and the S550s and S650s. Now, those all have a place right next to a 65 six cylinder, uh, or an SN95 V6 or a Fox, which with a still with still carbureted. You know, um, all those cars all have a place now, and it wasn't like that. Uh, so many years ago you guys both know that um when the mca first started you, you they didn't even have 71 to 73s allowed in that club at first uh, they thought they were just too big and uh, they it was only that uh, those first couple of years and thank god we've expanded beyond that because now the fox is hot and it, it's so much fun to see this thing grow and and, and even though you guys let me i'll admit it you know i was into the second gens a little bit more because I, I i love underdogs uh, but it's Fox is definitely enjoying its time. So what can we look forward now, Rich, to what's your next adventure on your YouTube channel? 
Well, we got a bunch of parts squirreled away. We're going to work on Calypso and try to get the uh, get a little more manageable. You know, we did the drivetrain uh, last year, and uh, you know, I think we got about 475 horsepower out of it. But now we need to be able to control that. So I'm going to rebuild the front end. Um, you know, try to try to make it a little safer. I did have all new brakes all the way around. But, you know, the build is is controlled by money, you know, obviously. And that's sweatshirt sales, are pretty much the primary income for it. You know, YouTube doesn't pay anything until you hit like a thousand subs. So you got a ways to go on that. But we're just going to keep plugging away and it gets done when it gets done. And, uh, you know, just enjoy the journey, you know, not rush anything. You know, the comments are like the best part, you know, after the movies, like people... Some will, some will put comments right on YouTube, but a lot of them will personal message me or something like that. You know, they don't want to see have everyone see their messages or whatever, which is cool too. No, sure. And it's really it's really cool just to have just to know there's other people out there and they ask questions. You know, how did you do this or why did you do that? And you know, it's just uh, it's all a journey. It's not a race. That's right. Well, Mike, I know you are very anxious to see a new episode. So for you listeners out there. You know, get onto YouTube and just search for Dad's Fox by the Garage. Check out some of the great episodes out there because Richard Blumberg's got it going on. A real car guy with a real car and all the real stuff that we all face. Uh, Richard, we're looking forward to having you uh, continue your, your YouTube journey. But also, Mike, let's face it, we're looking forward to continue uh, the Moxham journey. Yeah, I think it's just um, it's, it's great asset for us. To have him on our our team, if you will, you know what I mean. So it's really, really great. And uh, Rich, I look forward to getting to know you a lot better and uh, and doing this Mustang journey together. Well, I really appreciate it, guys, and I uh, look forward to the journey as well. And anything I can do to uh, get involved or help or uh, you know or involve the YouTube channel at all in uh, the group, I'm happy to do it for you. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what this hobby is all about. Um, the Mustang Owners Museum was founded on that very thing, owners, and why we do the podcast and why Richard Blumberg does his his YouTube channel, Dad's Fox Body Garage. We hope you tune in and check him out. And we also hope you to follow this advice both from Mike and Rich. Um, get involved in your club and enjoy this life while, we, while it's still not illegal. <laughs> and go out there and have some fun with these cars because life is tough and hard and it's very fast and goes by quicker than you think so hopefully um rich we have to thank you for joining us and thank you for being our guest here on the mustang owners podcast well thank you guys well that'll do it for us for this other edition of the mustang owners podcast ford performance style so until next time we'll just have to catch you down the road